PRSA South. Welcome to PRSA Southeast District Best Practice Call on September 9th. We are going to start uh, with our vote on the 2021 slate of officers. I know we have a number of chapter presidents that cannot be here, and we have heard from them. Uh, Andrea, are you on the line? I am. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I sent you those that could not be here. So let's call the roll and, and uh, put, make this thing official. Sounds great. One second. Let me get my word document. Okay. From uh, the Alabama chapter, Rachel has approved the slate by email. From the Georgia chapter, Elizabeth McMillan, are you here? South Georgia, Adam Floyd. Memphis chapter, Sheila Noon. Nashville chapter, Meredith Libby. Volunteer chapter, Caitlin Darris. Look out. Oh, Caitlin, are you on? I am on, yes. Oh, great. Um, can we have your vote to uh, approve or not approve this week? I approve. Great. Hey, Andrea, this is Meredith Libby, and I'm sorry I didn't realize that was the roll call portion. I, I approve. Thank you. Thank you, Meredith and Caitlin. How about the lookout chapter? Amanda Plakas, are you on? Tri Cities, Mary Ellen Miller. She just sent me a note. She says yes. Okay. Uh, South Carolina, Angela English. Western Carolina, Sarah Broberg has approved the slate by email. North Carolina chapter, Connie Helmlinger has approved by email. Tar Heel chapter, Doug Allred or Stephanie Scordis. Stephanie and emailed and said that uh, she wasn't going to be able to be here, but she voted yes. Got it. Thank you. And Charlotte, Tawanda Long. I'm here and I approve. Great. Thank you. Andrew, how many yeses is that? Eight. Eight. I think that's enough. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, everybody. Uh, don't mean to dally, but we're going to get right to Del Galloway, uh, who is going to tell us a sneak peek of APR. Del, I'm going to turn it over to you. Brett, thank you. Um, and and as we get started, I, I see that uh, Meredith Libby is in the house, and I want to give her a shout out and others there in Nashville who have been our host committee for uh, what was to be ICON 2020 in Nashville. Uh, as we all know, it is now virtual. Um, and so Libby, it's just, it's nice to, to see you and offer, again, the thanks of for me and PRSA staff, you all have been wonderful, particularly during challenging circumstances. Okay, we're gonna get started. Um, so, uh, like all of you, um, I and PRSA entered this new year filled with you know, all kinds of hopes and dreams. And then um, about March, 
uh, suddenly the uh, world. Okay, I think that's it, Greg, unless you need anything else. And um, there's someone out there if they could go on mute. Um, and, um, and, and so working with PRSA staff, um, uh, we realized, uh, wow, we're not going to be able to convene in Nashville, sadly. Um, we will return. We will uh, go to Nashville in 2023. That was part of the contractual arrangement with the Marriott. Those were very sensitive negotiations that had to be settled just right, and PRSA staff have done a fantastic job. But what the delay in launching ICON uh, did from uh, roughly March until June was give us an opportunity to regroup and rethink. And the result is what we believe is a, uh, an appropriate theme uh, in this crazy world in which we now live. Strategic communications, navigating a world disrupted, disinformation, pandemic, social injustice. Um, and our conference this year is going to be spread over four days. Uh, if you've attended conferences in the past, you'll remember they usually, not usually, they always start on Sunday afternoon and go to Tuesday afternoon. But because we've learned from other organizations that have gone before us with their conferences, you really don't want to squeeze too much content in a short amount of time because people are participating virtually. And so what we are doing is stretching our content over four days, Monday the 26th to Thursday the, uh, the 29th. The, uh, the way I think about the, the, uh, the, the, the itinerary for our conference is that each day, Monday through Thursday, um, we will start at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, 10 a.m. Central, uh, and it will go for four hours. Uh, that is what I consider the main course. That's the, 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 um, the, the general session keynote featured speakers as well as breakout sessions. But if you are with a district or some other group within PRSA and want to have meetings in the morning earlier, uh, before 11 Eastern, you can certainly do that. And then in the evening, we're going to have um, social uh, and networking activities as well. We have heard clearly from all of you that in addition to having good PD content, you, you attend conference so that you can network and socialize with folks that who you perhaps haven't seen in, uh, in a year or so. Uh, so we're going to have all those opportunities available to you. In just a moment, I'll talk you through the, uh, the platform that, uh, that we are going to use. But let's go, Brad, to our next slide and take a look at our speakers. Uh, we're really, really thrilled. We're going to kick off Monday, the 26th, featuring John Meacham, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure mo uh, all of you know uh, uh, John. He is a uh, presidential historian, a, a biographer, and an, uh, an analyst of things politics. And he also is a, is a respected, reasoned, and seasoned voice. Uh, and uh, he's going to kick us off on Monday, the 26th. On Tuesday, the 27th, uh, we will feature Carolyn Johnson. Carolyn is the CEO of Diversity Inc. Media and is best known for the lists that they publish annually of the uh, 
companies, the top 50 companies uh, in the diversity and inclusion space. Um, uh, and Carolyn, I've gotten to know her over the past couple of months, few months, and um, she is quite fresh. She's uh, unconventional. I think she's going to do a terrific job and give us lots to think about. On Wednesday, we are going to feature Lada Knott. Lada most recently was with the Freedom Forum, uh, where she was the executive director of the First Amendment Center. And Lada is really going to set the table and draw the, the connectivity between our profession and, um, and our First Amendment rights, four of them being uh, freedom of assembly, petition, speech, and press. Um, she too is um, uh, very current and very relevant. I think folks are going to enjoy uh, what Lada has to say. And, um, and then let's go to the next slide, uh, Brad. Uh, also on Wednesday, we're featuring uh, Nina Yankowitz. Nina is a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, which is a global uh, nonpartisan think tank uh, based in DC. Uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Nina as we prepared for our conference and she is quite smart and she believes strongly that public relations people can be on the front line to help in the information wars, helping us win the information wars. Uh, and then on Thursday, we're going to feature Laurie Garrett. Laurie is a, uh, an internationally recognized uh, Pulitzer Prize winning science, science journalist. Uh, and she's going to be speaking to us about the pandemic and our role helping folks make sense of this world disrupted uh, because we are uniquely positioned within our communities and our organizations uh, to do that. Um, go back to the other slide for a minute, Brad. Um, the way I think about this conference this year, though you'll not see it in promotional materials, but the way I think of it is, um, is Monday with John Meacham, it, the theme is we can do better uh, as, a, as a country uh, and, 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 um, uh, and, and kind of leaning into our better angels. Um, Tuesday is all about diversity, equity, inclusion, and representation. Um, in times past, our conference has sprinkled diversity, equity, and inclusion content throughout the conference. We're really going to aggregate it on Tuesday uh, with awards and a report out from our diversity and inclusion committee. Wednesday's theme is, now we can go back, Brad, thank you, is, um, going, is, going, is disinformation and the First Amendment, again, featuring Nina and Lada Knott from the previous slide. And then Thursday's theme is focusing on this pandemic in which we sadly continue to find ourselves. Um, I'm gonna pause, I've just thrown a lot out there and let's just have a conversation before I move on. Anyone, please jump in. Nope, we're good. All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, hey, Brad, let's go ahead and go to this virtual reality. Um, so PRSA has contracted with a company uh, called Six, numeral Six Connects, 
C-O-N-N-E-X. And we were in the market looking at all types of businesses that are now in this space. Uh, And as you can imagine, this virtual event space has really exploded. Uh, We even uh, uh, entertained and talked to folks that did the the, uh, the virtual uh, uh, NFL draft, uh, and they were way, way out of our price league. Uh, but we found six connects, and we think that they're a good fit. One of the things that we anticipate um, are barriers that we're going to need to overcome for our members uh, who are not familiar with, with you know, a virtual conference experience is a multiple things. Sometimes people might just feel like they're not technically up to it. Um, I'm a techno peasant. I have experienced it. It's, it's uh, easy. It's seamless, in fact. Um, another barrier we anticipate is that folks may feel Oh, I've been on Zoom calls and meetings all day. I don't want to do another Zoom. This isn't Zoom. This is much more sophisticated. And it allows you, as you can see, different places that you can go. Uh, One of the things that we've gotten positive feedback on is during the breakout sessions, people, you can go into one breakout. And if you're just not digging it, you're just not feeling it, you can leave and go to another breakout uh, very easily. Uh, so you're going to have that that flexibility. Um, here's the run of show. Um, each day, 11 to 3 Eastern, we will have a general session speaker from 11 to 12:15. Then we'll have a 15-minute break, and then we go into uh, back-to-back breakout sessions, and then you're done for the day. Except on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we'll have a featured speaker, Nina Yankowitz, on disinformation from 11 to 12.15. And then you will go into a break. And on the other side of break, you'll go into one breakout session. And then we're going to reconvene as a general session uh, to hear a lot of not and a very important update from our, uh, from our PRSA board. Um, And then in the evenings, there are going to be networking and social activities. Monday night is going to be particularly fun. Uh, And again, working with Meredith and others there in Nashville, um, we're going to have uh, virtual lounges. And uh, one of the lounges is going to be a music writing workshop. I happen to think some of the the greatest music and some of the greatest storytelling is through country music in particular and music in general. And so uh, Meredith and others in Nashville with our host committee have connected us with a wonderful, uh, fascinating person named Alice Randall. And Alice is going to uh, help lead a, a music writing workshop for those that want to go to that lounge. There'll also be a lounge hosted by PRSSA. Uh, I think they're doing line dancing. Uh, and then a third lounge is going to be a taste of Nashville. Though sadly we can't be in Nashville uh, in person, we will have an opportunity to, to get the flavor of, of Music City USA. Again, I'm gonna pause, see if anybody's got questions or comments. Okay, Brad, let's go to the next, which is about the registrations. Uh, here you have the, uh, the breakout for uh, different 
levels of, of registration, member, non-member, PRSSA, et cetera, as well as faculty advisors. Um, we were very uh, thoughtful and very deliberate when we reconsidered pricing in a virtual space versus a face-to-face. Um, we also looked at other organizations that have gone before us and their pricing models. And this is where we've shaken out. Um, uh, we believe you, uh, that folks are still getting very rich content at a reasonable price point, but we recognize, particularly during the pandemic, that um, uh, that it could be financially challenging. Uh, but on the on the flip side, uh, folks aren't going to have the expense of travel and lodging. Um, uh, so there you have our our, our, our registration uh, packages. Um, so I'm going to stop, and Brad, I'm happy to take questions um, wherever you'd like to take the conversation. Uh, Dale, I have two questions. Uh, one is, am I echoing? Not real, a little bit. Okay. Hold on, let me try this. Uh, will this all be out of a browser, or will there be an app that we have to download? Uh, through a browser. Hey, okay, see and account. are all the details of the schedule available somewhere? So if you're a chapter or district and wanted to schedule something that we know what pockets of time we're not conflicting with something already on the table. Yeah, that um, is in development. What you can do right now, Brad, is there is a link available to all things ICON 2020. You can see the each day the breakout of, uh, of speakers, the breakout of topics, um, et cetera, and then you can go ahead and sign up. One of the things that's a benefit that we've discovered is in, in a face-to-face -face venue, sometimes our breakout sessions are overcrowded. Well, with virtual, that's not an issue. We can take as many that want to go to, to a session. Um, but we recognize that district councils and others are going to want to schedule things. So we're going to have that master calendar available for all of you as well. Um, I do want to say, Brad, I, I uh, emailed you just before this meeting a, uh, an ICON toolkit. And if you would, please flip it to your Southeast District leaders. And um, you are encouraged to use this toolkit within chapters. And also personally, you can post on social and help us amplify our, uh, our international conference. Other questions? Hi, Dell. It's uh, Kim Marks in Memphis. How you doing? Hello. Um, I, this isn't really a question as much as I wanted to know if I could just put a little plug in for PRSSA for the students. Um, so the University of Memphis chapter is the student host for the PRSSA conference this year, which also went virtual. Um, and it's kind of going to be unique this year because it's actually, it's always held sort of overlapping PRSA, but the students have only been involved in one or two of the keynote sessions. This year, they're actually going to be part of almost all of your sessions and your breakouts. And so if you could just let folks in your chapters know that this is a fantastic opportunity to maybe reach out and connect with some students and some future PRSA members and PR pros and um, really 
get to know them and spend time networking with them. And PRSSA is also going to have certain breakouts and opportunities for professionals to join them. And we're still working on the schedule for that. And we'll be sending out information as that firms up and hope that, um, you know, some of the professionals will spend some time spending a little bit of, you know, passing on some wisdom to the, to the students out there. Thanks. Kim, thank you. I'm so glad you went there. Um, and, and a shout out to the University of Memphis. And Kim, did you and I meet a year or so, two years ago when I was on? Yeah. We did. Um, we went when you were doing the visit. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and so let me just say this about that. I, I favorably impressed with the University of Memphis. Um, I am fortunate. I represent PRSA uh, with a group called the ACEJMC. It's the accrediting council that accredits colleges of journalism and communication. I was on the site visit team uh, at Memphis in January, a year and a half ago favorably impressed and was thrilled to hear that you all were going to be uh, the host school for PRSSA. Who else? What you got? Hey, hey, uh, Meredith, it's good to see you. <laughs> I see you back there. You're, you're on mute. Anyway, well, Del, thank you so very much for this. I will share these material leaders. I know you've got up against the call and we've got to get to our next speaker. Uh, Felicia, I see you on the line. Felicia Blow uh, is the co-chair of the Diversity and Inclusion Committee and will be the uh, chair-elect next year, taking the chair home in 2022. And she's here to talk more about PRSA's Diversity and Inclusion Strategic Plan and the Toolkit. Excellent. So here goes. I'm sharing. And we will jump right in. Thank you so much, Brad, um, for this opportunity. Um, I'm going to move this down and around. Um, the, I have, it is now 2.22 or thereabouts. I have about 15 minutes to present. And so I'm going to go and get started. Uh, oh, I can't, this little thingy thing. Okay, forgive me. Um, Today, this uh, presentation is going to provide insights on the new DNI strategic plan. We'll guide through ways to encourage use of the plan, actual engagement and execution. And this particular bullet here, we're going to spend a good bit of time talking about because that's your way of actually turning a written plan into action. The overarching goal of the DNI strategic plan is to position PRSA as a model for the profession, re reflecting exemplary leadership. We have two means of measuring how we achieve this baked in the plan. One is a comparative measurement of our last year 2019 uh, benchmark survey and um, that will be replicated in October of this year and here on out. In addition, we want to launch a new external benchmark. One of the things I would say is that's gonna take a little bit of time because we wanna get it right. And um, I have a lot of thoughts and ideas and we just need to pull them together. Happy to email you this deck, by the way, in order to get to the plan, this link is available. And if you don't have it, um, Brad, maybe you can copy that from into the uh, chat box or something. Um, I, I 
would be remiss if I didn't start out with a few personal anecdotes. I kind of just jump right in. I could not be more delighted to assume the role, uh, should things go my way, in December of chair-elect in 2021. I um, feel that hearing from the members over the course of 2019, 11 months of research through phone interviews, focus groups, and then the quantitative survey, not only informs the DNI strategy, what we want to accomplish, but it also helps give a lens to what members are really thinking of and what they are concerned about. As an example, in my interview for the chair role, one of the things that comes to mind really importantly is the divergence of different member uh, levels in our organization. I work in higher ed at a very prominent HBCU, historically black college university. There are per others who are independent practitioners. There are others that are in corporate America or in government. But one of the things that we have heard is that members within PRSA now more than ever are having to pivot to paying their own um, membership dues. What can we do to make sure that the relevance, value, and applicability of PRSA to all members is fully present? So I want to say that this is a DNI plan, but honestly, when you step back from it, it can be part of your member engagement strategy. It can be part of your ethics strategy. It can be part of your governance strategy. It is baked in all aspects of your of your organization's chapters, districts, sections. The, the plan is based on four key goals. Objective one is increase awareness and understanding of PRSA as a diverse and inclusive organization. Um, these are not rank ordered per se, but this is a really important objective. And I'm not going to read the slide to you because we all are of advanced age and have degrees, so you can read that for yourself. But in doing our research, one of the things that we learned is everybody has a different understanding of what DNI is and what it is not. And some of those perspectives are negative, meaning they aren't fully aligned with the intent that we know is there around DNI. So increasing every single member's understanding of what it is, what it looks like, is not necessarily all black and brown. It's age, it is ability, it is academic achievement, it is gender and gender identity. It's a lot of things, and we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into one area of what DNI is. So that's really important. The next objective is increasing diverse representation among our leadership. We don't have a really good census of what the society looks like. And what I mean by society, the public relations society of America. Um, when we started the research process, I went to Jay Starr and I said, Jay, um, where are we? What's our baseline? And he says, you know, we do capture that information, but we are not doing it in such a systematic way that you could hang your hat on it. So we need real data from which to inform how we think we're doing on all members of levels. So in September, September 1, I hope everybody noticed or saw it. JSTAR um, pushed out what's called a PRSA member census. 
Anybody by show of hands recall having seen that? Well, we need to do something about that. <laughs> because um, that is a very, very important means for assessing, you know, what is, what's, what's the profile of our organization? Anecdotally, just by looking at pictures and representation, when we go to lead a rally, we know in our chapters, districts, and sections, we do not have a lot of um, ethnic and racial diversity. So that's an important measure. Objective three, increase awareness of PRSA as a thought leader in DNI externally. So we believe we're doing a lot of really forward-looking, effective activities as it relates to DNI. Outside of our little uh, universe, not a lot of people know about it. We need to change that because PRSA is really trying to do a better job in this space. Um, so externally, um, we need to do more in that regard. Objective four has to do with our new pros, new professionals and PRSSA members. So um, on average, for the last, I don't know, 10 years plus, we've had about 10,000 PRSSA members. We are not converting those PRSSA members to PRSA members. Why? Why not? Um, one of the things that we want to focus on are HBCUs and HSI. Historically black colleges and universities and Hispanic serving institutions are a means for us to engage with diverse practitioners. Um, and we're putting effort and time there, watching my time. Under strategy two, I am so thrilled. And I wanna come back to that at the conclusion so that we can have some open discussion. But we have achieved this. The endowment has been created. And I'm going to stop sharing because I really do want to see everybody's hands. Um, by show of hands, who's seen the communication? Or you can use your hand button in your chat function. Um, regarding the endowed scholarship appeal to members. I see one hand. I see two, three. So let me tell you about it. This year, we ran the risk of not having any dollars to award a scholarship fund that had been in place since 1989. Why? There was no money available in PRSA's coffers. So me being a fundraiser, in addition to a communicator, I said we have got to endow the scholarship fund so that it goes on to the perpetuity and we don't have to do this, this paper chase and trying to get people to give money at the last minute. We the board endorsed the concept along with the establishment of the endowed fund. Right now, today, there are about $18,000 in that fund. Our goal is to hit 50,000 by the end of the year. If we come together, we can do it. Um, what I have asked all of the DNI liaison are two things. One, share the word with your uh, chapter presidents. Number two, ask your presidents to make an appeal to members and ask each member to give five, 10, 15, 20, or $25 to the fund. 
and then see if your chapter will match that up to a level not to exceed maybe $250 or $500. We can do this. It's not going to be easy. I already have skin in the game and a whole lot of it, quite frankly. But um, I do believe you've heard the phrase, the children are the future. Well, there, there are some things that we need to do to engage with diverse students. And this is one small way to do that. All right, I'm gonna go back to the deck and go to the next, oh, new pros. We will talk more about that after the fact, but we really wanna focus on new independent professionals regardless of age. You don't have to be a new young pro, but if you're a new pro, we wanna be working with you to help you. The toolkit, there's the link to the toolkit. It includes um, a contextual overview of diversity and inclusion. Can you see number three? Mainly because people have such differing definitions of what DNI is, we wanted to make sure that we highlighted it. We wanted to make sure that the what the DNI liaison is supposed to do in your chapters is understood. We wanted to make sure that important months that you as a, at minimum as a chapter within your districts should consider doing. Hispanic Heritage Month, Black History Month, um, AAPI, Women's History Month, uh, LGBTQ and Pride. Those are such low-hanging fruit opportunities to do something quick, easy, that is demonstrative of DNI. And we want you to know what those are so you didn't have to do a bit of research. There they are for you. Number six is really important to us because um, the operative word in this sub-bullet is unconscious. We all, every last one of us on this Zoom, in the Zoom meeting, have biases. The question is whether they are conscious or unconscious. When you have self-awareness, you can do better, be better, engage more around your leadership practices. If it's unconscious, you don't know what's going on, you don't know you're doing it, and you can't change it. So annual training for every new PRSA leader, whether you're a section chair, district chair-elect, president, chapter or president-elect, that's happening starting this year for all new presidents. And like I said, I'll email the deck so you don't, I'm not going to read this whole thing. So in terms of call to, calls to action, please read the strategic plan. And once you go through it, know that we want to hear from you to strengthen it. Meaning we know it's not the end all and the be all, and there could be things that could be improved. Um, the next thing, begin thinking about your, the remainder of the year and your 2021 strategy. Doesn't have to be more than three, two or three things, but do those two or three things well. Next month is PRSA's National DNI Month. The National DNI Committee has lots of things planned. And then contact Andrea Gills Manzana and myself, who are the co-chairs of this committee, for feedback. And with that, I will stop the share and see if there's anyone who has questions about something I went through, like Brad, Zoom, because I did want to be respectful of time, recognizing that you all have uh, given me 15 minutes. But I do 
The most important deliberation is the conversation and the questions. And I really want to understand and hear, you know, what, what your thoughts are. I really do. Felicia, while folks are getting their uh, questions together, I want to and a plug for the leadership rally coming up at the end of this month. One of the components there is the unconscious bias training that'll be in the middle of that session. Mike Malaro sent out the registration link either this week or late last week. So if you have not taken the opportunity to register for that, and this year it is eligible for any leader within the chapter. So anybody who is in a leadership volunteer role, we want them to be a part of this. Join for 5, 10, 15, the whole thing is great. The agenda is out there, and I will make sure to send that out. But I wanted to put that plug in. I don't think I did that great of a job, guys. This is um, <laughs> our opportunity. I really want to hear your thoughts. Any, and just even if you say, hey, I love it. Hey, I hate it. Hey, I, I want to read it. I did put in the chat box to links to both the plan and the toolkit. Um, and I'll email the deck to Brad. Felicia, I had a question. Um, as you think about this plan, this seems uh, executable in an unconstrained world uh, of January and February 2020, as opposed to January, February, and 2021 and beyond. So sort of in the constrained world we're in, where what are the areas that we can expect to see more focus? And where do you think are the areas where chapters really can get the most traction or do the most to contribute toward this overall goal? Two areas. Thank you for that question. Show of hands of whose chapters have DNI liaison. One, two, three. So, any, oh, awesome. Love it, love it. The real work will be happening with your DNI liaison. Can you please have a meeting, set a meeting and get your strategy in order for 2021 now with that liaison? That is how the execution will occur. What are those liaison doing? Rome wasn't built in a day. The world is not gonna be changed in overnight, but Say grace over one or two things. Get the ball rolling. So the DNI liaison. Thing number two, I think it's going to be with um, leadership. Looking at how are you cultivating, building interest in, gaining alignment with diverse members. That'll do two things. It will help your member numbers. It builds relevance for PRSA. And it adds new constituent groups that may consider joining your chapter, thus your district, thus your section, thus the society. So it involves outreach. And the outreach is effectuated predominantly through the DNI liaison, but the chapter leadership. That's why that unconscious bias training for chapter presidents elect is so critical. You got to have, this starts at the top. This starts at the top. So those ch chapter boards, I'm just, again, begging, build a DNI plan. So you're not just like all over the place. Just two or three things within your chapter strategic plan that you can say grace on over. 
stronger ties with our local PRSSA chapter, build a liaison, have a once annual DNI day where we have a round table. I mean, I'm just throwing out thoughts, but do something that's actionable that then elevates your chapters to the position of being able to invite other voices. Now there is a question here. Is there messaging from national that chapters can you? Absolutely. Now, Brad, what I could do is copy and paste some language in this chat box or just email it to you afterwards. I want to lean in hard on this because I think that's another thing that you can take credit for as a chapter. So you may not have yet baked a strong DNI plan yet, but you can hold up your flag and say, I'm helping students. I'm helping students. And our chapter has made a contribution to the um, endowed scholarship fund so that an African-American student studying communications or public relations or a Latino student studying um, communications or public relations can get a minimum $1,500 scholarship. We almost were unable to do it this year, but by God, we want to be part of the solution so it doesn't happen again. Thank you, Meredith, for that question. I don't know where you are. Oh, there you are. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so um, I want to be invited back. So I don't want to wear my welcome out. <laughs> so I'm going to say ta-ta for now. But I will email the slides and I will email some messaging to you, Brad. And I Great. just cannot tell you how much I thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being open to hearing this, just being having your hearts and your minds open. Felicia, thank you so much for sharing that message with us. I know when you, when you gave that to the District Council last month, I thought it was pretty impactful, and that's why I wanted to get it in front of our chapter leaders uh, here today, and we'll share uh, the replay information with folks, as well as the slides and the toolkit uh, and any other links and information that you've got. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, we will not meet at our regular second Wednesday of the month next time. In October, I'm going to try to plan something fun the week of ICON uh, as a substitute for what we may have done in person in Nashville. Uh, we'll try to keep it light and spirited and a good time. Uh, and I'll send that information out once we have our plans put together. Otherwise, thank you, everybody. I'll send the replay information out uh, so you can share that with your chapter leaders. Again, uh, I wanted this information in your hands so you can share it with your other fellow leaders as well as your chapter members, both about ICON and diversity and inclusion. Thank you, everyone. Continue to stay safe, and we'll see you uh, next month.